Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection, bringing you 3D perspectives from varying skill range. I am the 10.0 on the Richter scale. Andrew, with me, our little rumble, Keith. Hello. And the one who always has a quake in her belly, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener pick. The listener requested that we go way back in time and we try out Quake from id software quake is a first person shooter well it's not just a first person shooter it's the first person shooter this game originally came out in 1996 and a lot of people describe it as the first first person shooter because i mean you know doom came before it but this is the first time where a game was actually rendered in full 3d polygons and you're actually able to properly aim and shoot so now it has been remastered and brought to the consoles and of course still pc but going around Keith, I really want to hear from you. You seemed like you were really enjoying this game. Keith, <laughs> I feel tell like, me, was this a game I feel like pass? you always want one of us to go first. But it just, I know. It, well, it helps for segues, so it's fine. Okay. So well, let me stop. Let me pause for a second. The The listener that requested this, is this is this my favorite, favorite listener? Is this <laughs> the one I'm thinking of? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, it doesn't change my opinion of the game, so I'm sorry. But my <laughs> goodness, I hated this. I it for what its time was I I'm not gonna take away from that and I I don't want to spend a whole episode going well for its time it's 2021 and I just didn't have fun playing it it's not a game that's made for 2021 I'm sure it was great when it came out but I I, I couldn't bring myself to play it I had I did have some fun when we were doing multiplayer and so we'll talk about that but otherwise no this is a pass for me for me it's a game. Uh, I didn't play it back when it came out, and I apologize in advance if I call this Doom a lot. Cause yeah, you kept calling it Doom. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I know it's a different game, so I apologize in advance. But I had a lot of fun with it. I wasn't crazy excited about it, but it was just like good, simple fun that I didn't really have to think too much about. And I will say, I started off with the easy difficulty, and... Um, but then with the expansions and stuff, I, I went up in the uh, difficulty. And easy is too easy, I think. But I also, you know, with the new enemies coming and everything, I just, you know, I chickened out. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's difficult for me to say. So I guess for simplicity's sake, I'm, I'm going to give it a game. But it, I, I agree with you, Keith. It is hard for me to be like, hey, young kid, check out Quake. Like, I don't think younger audience will appreciate quake but me you know someone in my 30s you know i grew up with old school first person shooters and everything like that i did not play the original quake at the time either my family was very poor so up at the time quake was the game to test your computer like it took a lot for the time for what you needed for, like graphically in order to run quake so there was no way my family could afford that so i did not play quake when it originally came out so i always heard of it i always knew it i played a little bit of different quake games later on but yeah so now going back to it i understand a lot of these mechanics are old and everything like that but i know how the mechanics work so for me i did have a lot of fun at first i didn't care for it but as i kept playing it i was really digging it so if you're an older person like me check out quake but if you're younger yeah you're probably not gonna have fun with it you know what's funny is i'm the oldest person on this podcast i know and and i'm but i'm just like you're just like no andrew it doesn't matter if you're old because you're just like a crotchy old curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But you see, the thing that stinks, and I and I know I already said this to you. Uh, maybe I won't say that every time because I said a bunch to you last night. But <laughs> I, I know that I already said this at one point, but it's funny to me because I always think about Goldeneye. I'm like, man, those were the the golden days of video games. Like what I would yeah. I would love to just go back and play some Goldeneye. And I kind of got a taste of Liz doing that with Quake, and I was like, no. I don't want to go back and play GoldenEye. I want to go and play new fun games with my friends. That game would not be fun to play right now. It would just be, it would just be lackluster. Yeah. Uh, but I also wanted to ask you guys. All right. So I know we kind of touched a little bit. Have any of you played any Quake games before? Not just Quake 1. No. Was Unreal Tournament ever part of Quake? No. Okay. I didn't know if they were related because I think I played a couple of those back on the PlayStation I might have played like in one of the newer quakes, but none that I remember. And probably like Liz, if you had put the picture of it up there and put it a gun to my head and said, name this game, I would have just gone, ah, that's Doom. <laughs> so as I said, I played a little bit of Quake. I played Quake Arena 
three. I think it was on Dreamcast because I had Dreamcast. And I remember it got released at, released at that time. Oh, I'm pretty sure that was the first time I played a Quake game. But the one I actually really got into was Quake Four, which was on the Xbox 360. It was like a, I believe, a launch title, and which. After playing Quake and researching this game for this episode, I kind of learned out uh, Quake 4 apparently is like one of the most hated Quakes. And I actually thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> so, I mean, granted, this is coming from me who never played any of the Quakes. So maybe it's just like someone who is, you know, a huge fan of Quake. It's bad for the series. But I don't know. I remember at the time I thought Quake 4 was actually really cool on the Xbox 360. So those were the kind of my only two experiences with Quake. But, you know, I've heard of this game, you know, plenty of times. So... So yeah, so this is kind of like my first real intro to it as well, like getting back to the original and getting back to the basics. So anyway, getting to the episode though, the story of Quake is, you know, this is a game that came out in 96, so its story is kind of all over the place and sparse. So you are some sort of a medieval guy, future space soldier guy. I couldn't quite tell. <laughs> I know eventually, yeah, you're, you're just this soldier who is trying to stop the armies of the Horde while they're the Eldrick. So this game, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but this game is based very much on Lovecraft lore. Oh. You love the I don't know. you love so, loving Lovecraftian. I I honestly I, I could not pick up on that until I actually read about it and then I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I can kinda of see it a little bit. What the, well the main bad guy is from Lovecraft. Like yeah. is it like Cthulhu type of deal? Yeah. Well, can I just want to bring something up story-wise real quick. Do not spoil Andrew, you know it, what I'm going to say. Do not spoil so this game for people. So, the bad guy, and I read this in the text, which comes up really, really slow, and you can't, like, fast-forward it, or it, it just skips it. But it is Shub slash, and then I'm going to spell it out, because I'm not saying it on the podcast. N-I-G-G-U-R-A-T-H. Now, with experience. <laughs> Speaking in the United States, if it's like Nigeria with one G, it's pronounced differently. And then like lemur, <laughs> U-R, is pronounced E-R. I can't find a non-racist way to say this name. So I looked it up. And I guess Lovecraft was a giant racist, according to all of the internet. Seriously? And I actually looked up, like there's a South Park episode that had the same bad guy. There's a lot of race in this episode. Let's just say that... um. It was destroyed because it didn't tolerate white meat. So they were sacrificing Wait, other what? people. Wait, this is like the original story of like this Lovecraft? is this is South Park. Oh, this is South Park <laughs> like with the same name, like bad guy. Okay, it was a, a lot of <laughs> racist things. <laughs> Thank you, Liz, for the and most so I just want to know what the creators of this game thought of when they saw that name and love craft lore and we're like let's put that in a game you couldn't do something similar how were they pronouncing it in their head they could have just called him shibby yeah <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and not touch any of that question though <laughs> I, i'm that's, well because it's like that's just a fun I, fact about quake that's all that is to me <laughs> <laughs> now that it's coming back, because I, I, I read, I, I don't know if it's true, but that they were big Lovecraft fans. But it's just like nobody thought that with creating this. And also now that it's come back, nobody playing it is questioning this. <laughs> I mean, I, reading the story is like really annoying. So I understand why people skip it. But yeah, I just wanted to say that, um, I don't know, future Quake games. I mean, maybe if they use this character again, maybe change the name a little bit. I don't ever, I don't, from Is what I played with Quake 4, from what I looked, Quake ends up becoming more, like, uh, sci-fi. So, like, this one is a very mixture of, like, sci-fi and then, like, medieval dark fantasy. So that's why it's kind of like, oh, you're kind of in castles and, you know, citadels and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a lot of brick layout. But then every once in a while you're on a spaceship and, you know, you're going through slip gates that are teleporting you. And then you have, a, like, a you know, laser or a lightning gun. So... I, I know in Quake 2, you're straight up like space warrior going and fighting space monsters, kind of thing like that. So I feel like the f like future games kind of get rid of a bit of the Lovecraft lore on it. Yeah, because like I was noticing people playing it on Twitter. People were like showing pictures of like, oh, look what I'm playing. And not a single person. Like, I, I, I don't know. It just... I did not notice it until you pointed out. And then you're like, wait, seriously, that's the guy's name? And I was like, I guess... I, I just don't, I don't like the name. I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, Keith, you must have been thrilled about this story. 
Sure. Did you know anything about the story? What was going on? <laughs> no. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I, I mean, granted, many old games were like this, where they just they really did not have a story. Like, you know, Doom had a little bit of one. And most of the story, the way you mostly got story back in the day was reading the manual. And so, obviously, if you're someone now picking this game up and playing it, you have no idea what's going on. There's no, like, intro cutscene. There's a... a as Liz was saying, some text dialogue at the, every, the, at the end of every episode that you beat, kind of explaining what's going on. But yeah, if you're just someone fresh coming out of this, like you have, you're just shoot bad guys. There you go. That's the game. So yeah, the story is definitely not something you're playing. You know, this game for. And the text is hard to read as well. Oh my gosh! So for me, it's, it's so like, slow. <laughs> why should I strain? Well, not only that, but just the lettering. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, why should I struggle to read this when there isn't much effort put into the story anyway. Nope, that's why I you don't skip think it. it re- You're like offended by it, it sounds like. No, I'm just saying like it's not a huge part of the game. They if need there's to respect four, your time. If there's four pages of any type of dialogue except like that, you know what I mean? Like there's no talking except for you hear these like zombie grunts. Or you going, ooh, oh. Yeah, you, you, you jump over like, like a that. one centimeter thing on the floor and you're like, oh, it's like, really? <laughs> Toughen up, guy. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you uh, do a little jump, and you kind of do the same noise. Oh, yeah. And no, I do not. <laughs> well, especially if it's one of those like little trip trip jumps. You trip over something, and then you just take, like, run four steps real for quick. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was planning on doing that. I was definitely intentional. <laughs> so, yeah, you're definitely not playing this game for the story, but I do at least like to... Uh, so this game has the... Original three expansions, and then one additional expansion that's brand new that came out with this remake. And as you're playing through the expansions, they add a little bit more of the story and explaining what's going on. But still, overall, it's not that interesting. I'm just going to put it out there. But gameplay, though, that's obviously the main reason you're playing this. You're going back in the olden days and seeing what they how they played video games back in 96. Which something that I immediately pointed out to Andrew was... Why do they force you to take health damage? So there's this uh, elevator that yeah. is underwater, and it's not long enough for you to hold your breath. Because I actually like immediately went like from the top to that hole, and so it does it deliberately. And I thought that was kind of lame. <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah, care or for you it. end up falling in a super deep hole, and you have to take high damage. That happens a couple times yeah. too. I, I don't know. It is a weird mechanic. I remember, like, because even, like, Doom did that a couple times. Like, there's just some old games where it's like, you got to run through lava. And it's just like, this is not a good mechanic. But Because if you save it and you're kind of low health and then there's immediately monsters after, like, that sinks. <laughs> because that's another thing. You have to constantly save your game. Yeah. Because then if you die, you have to go all the way back. Yes. So I'm actually really good at it. I did not struggle with that. Um, I think there's one time that it sent me back like 10 seconds and I was like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) You literally shoot two guys, save, two guys, save. No, if I have an annoying enemy, so like... All of them? (laughs) Well, the spider lady, the jellyfish, and then there's also like a yeti, a bubble snowman. Um Yeah, like that annoying fish thing that jumps out. These are my first reactions to them. And then the... (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Guy. He was all right. But like the Yeti that like shoots at you. Um, yeah. So if there was an annoying enemy, I would just save after. And I'm like, don't have to deal with you again anytime soon. <laughs> I respect that. See, so I knew I could save my game because I was saving as I went. I didn't even think until maybe about three hours of playing into this game to like save it in the middle of a life. So I did a lot oh of my, dying and repeating oh and dying and repeating. And, and like I, the whole level? Yeah. And Jeez. I'll be honest, that may have contributed some factor of, of why I, I just was not pleased playing this game. But at the same time, once I got the grasp of that down and I was kind of just doing what Liz did as if I was like, oh, hey, I just got past the part where I feel like I don't want to deal with that again. Or maybe I'm like halfway through the level. I just, you know, call it a safe place and save. My enjoyment level only went up slightly. It didn't change to a point where I was like, wow, this is great. It just made the frustration level of the game less to me. But all in all, I still just, I just didn't find myself having fun playing it. Yeah. 
I, I will say this is, I think, the biggest turnoff for like newer people if they end up picking up Quake is, you know, we're just so spoiled with autosave. And this game obviously has none. You literally could play three levels without dying. If you don't save, all of that's gone. Yeah, I think that levels, you should automatically, it should automatically save for you. Yeah, I mean, I understand this game is, is a very slight touch-up. Like, it's not even really a remake or a remaster. It's like a slight touch-up. Like, it has, you know, better frame rates, slightly better graphics, and, like, that's it. Besides that, it's still very much the base game. And I get that, but come on. You could at least put in autosave and at least having the options to turn on or off autosave. For people who really want the pure authentic, they can turn off autosave, but at least have the option. Like, come on. Like, because that would really kill the game for me. But here's a pro tip if anyone is playing. If you press start and hit right bumper, it does a quick save. And I taught Liz that right away. And yeah, that's why she always saved because it was just really quick to just press start, right bumper, boom, you're saved. And then I would also save too because there's certain water that will hurt you and other water that doesn't. So if I was going to jump in water, I would always save before I jumped in. That was my biggest, that's my biggest annoyance with Quake. Water did not make sense. (laughs) You see green, nasty water. I'm like, surely this is going to hurt me. And I jump in it perfectly fine. Then there's crystal clear blue water. Oh, this is going to be safe. No, apparently it's poisonous or acid. And it's just like. In all fairness, I, though, you kept jumping into lava all the time as well. So it's like, does it really matter the color? Well, I feel like you would have fallen into it anyway. Playing with you, anyone <laughs> would jump maybe, in lava. So. Wow. Maybe it was like <laughs> okay. boiling hot water and you just didn't see the bubbles. Maybe. I don't know. But I just found the graphical inconsistency yeah. with the water just really annoying oh, no, I was just <laughs> for me i think that my biggest annoyance was the lack of a map because especially the original game everything is so samey with the corridors and so for me i just i kept going back to the same area and be like oh wait i've already been here i see a bunch of enemies and then i think later on they do better with making the landscape different like they actually have like this broken landscape that kind of like turns and it's more dynamic yeah and it's more dynamic and it's easier to tell where you are because you're like oh i i've been here and that area is blue and so for me i just think the old game where there isn't these complex layers i i think that a map would definitely be beneficial and same with like some of the secret areas are so easy to find. Like it's like a button, but it's yeah. actually a secret area. But some of the harder ones, I didn't really know what to look for at the beginning. And so, I mean, the map could show like a little gray area, like, oh, there's a secret area nearby. <laughs> or, you know, it could just be like, well, do you know what? We're not going to tell you what to look for and we're not going to show you. Well, I, By the way, I would have enjoyed the map. I, I think with a map, if you can see at least just a more defined area of what of where you are, it gives you the ability to be like, I don't know, just feel out the space better and look in better corners. Whereas if you don't really know where you are outside of like, okay, I'm trying to remember the landmarks around me, which are largely all samey because spoiler alert, they didn't put a lot into the graphics or didn't have a lot for graphics at that point. I should say, I I can't fault (laughs) them for what they did, but yeah, I think, I think a map would be nice, but I, again, if you're going to remaster a game like this and you're going to port it over to the Xbox, put it in an autosave like there, there's got to be like some just kind of just generic built on autosave that's designed it somewhere in this world of video games at this point <laughs> just like hey here's some pre-built code you don't even have to do any work just slap it in there and it'll work so i'm gonna disagree with you guys slightly i don't get me wrong so for newer people yes i think a map would be helpful but i did not have any issues navigating i this is one thing i i really enjoyed my time with quake I did not think it was that hard to navigate. The maps are very small. And for the most part, I, you know, they're generally pretty linear. And every once in a while, you have to do some backtracking. And I, for the most part, there was only a handful of times I truly was lost. But this is what kind of impressed me was like the level design, you know, from a game from 96. Because I played quite a bit of the original Doom. And as you get farther in some of those levels, I find Doom so confusing. I get lost in those maps like crazy. But I... Like I said, there was only maybe a handful of times in Quake I got lost. So I actually had a lot of fun. I fully understand if you're someone who's lost and you're walking around through empty hallways because you killed all the monsters. Yeah, it's going to be a little boring. So I think it would have been okay to add a map, you know, and once again, have you can turn it off if you're you know a purist. But overall, I don't think it needed a map. I don't I don't think it needed the map. Like I would have liked one and I and I am on that hill. I would just say it's not a hill I'm going to die on. It's because I agree with you. Like the maps really aren't that big. 
I think I just myself had a problem with the backtracking and it didn't always make sense. And I think yeah. this, as much as I don't care that there's no story because whatever was there, I didn't care about at the same token, if you have some pieces of like, this is what you know you're looking for, you'd be like, oh, I should go back to this room. So even without a map, I just would have liked some guidance of what the pathing I needed to take was. Instead, I just found myself running in a lot of circles, you know, maybe duck off here and there and be like, oh, hey, here's an enemy. And I would just run around and kill as many enemies until it said I killed all of them or like close enough that I was like, okay, the exit's got to be nearby somehow now. And then I would just yeah. look for an exit. Like that's, that was really my strategy in, in getting through every level. I never felt like I was lost so much as I just felt like, I don't know, I stumbled my way through it and took longer than I should have <laughs> as a result. Did it say on the screen how many enemies you killed? Yeah. Oh, you, you could, you could If you hit the back button? Uh, start button? Or yeah, back button? Uh, is, it, is, that, is that the back button anymore? What is that really called? Uh, technically, they, they're called tiles and menu. I know. I, I, I always get this argument, too, about the controller buttons. So I think that technically But tiles menu, doesn't right? exist anymore, and neither does menu. Huh. Both of those things were turned into the jewel button. So even though Microsoft still uses the tile and menu button... I always call them, yeah, the back button and the start button. But yeah. No, technically, it's tiles and menu. Tell us, listeners, if you're out there, tell us what you call those buttons. I would like to know. It's I'm assuming it's just all start and back because that's the right answer. But let us know. <laughs> I also wanted to ask, uh, the space guys in those levels, yeah. they sounded like zombies, which is interesting because they have actual zombies in the game. And the dogs kind of looked like zombies, which you're not petting dogs in this game. You're shooting them. And they don't but, have buttholes. <laughs> well, but are these space guys backside. zombies and why do they sound like monsters when they look like people and i just i didn't understand that once again i'm pretty sure this is something that explained in the manual but no they are zombies because i think they're supposed to be like you just turned undead because if you ever remember playing co-op your character looks exactly like them except you know they are kind of bloody looking and more zombie-ish or undeadish looking but they look like your character i also i did like that Certain enemies uh, were killed easier, easier with uh, different weapons, yeah. which I didn't realize until you told me that. Except for, of course, like the uh, grenades would kill the zombies because if you didn't use those, they would spring back up. Yeah. But for me, I did like that the weapons changed too with the expansions. But I, I like the weapons in this game. Yeah, the weapons are very simple. They very much just serve their purpose. Like this game, the base Quake, if you're just playing the very beginning one, there's not a lot of weapons. You have, you know, Pump shotgun, double barrel shotgun, nail gun, super nail gun, grenade launcher, rocket launcher, landing gun, and then your hatchet. Like, that's it. It's like very small number of weapons. And they all just, they all just serve their purpose. I, I thought they were f fun, but there was never like, I don't know, I could use any of them and just be fine with it. I, I just think it's, I will say, I think it was slightly lazy that it's like, here's the nail gun. Now it's the super nail gun. And it's just like, it shoots nails faster, but it's still but essentially the, the same gun. I think the game is simple. What? Maybe maybe it was a, a design pick with that because I mean the whole game is simple. It is. I mean I don't fault it for it. It was just for me. I was just like there wasn't anything that I was like I don't know that made it so cool and iconic. Like Doom is very iconic for its BFG. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I never really remember people being like Quake because the nail gun. It it essentially is a machine gun. Just it shoots nails. Quake was more built on like. I mean, it's like built for speedrunners, I feel like. It is. Is that, well, okay. is that really so, the big, or at least maybe at this point, but I even kind of feel like at the time, it was like a meant to be, hey, go through this as quickly as you can and compare it with your friends. So it's supposed to just be like an absolute sprint run and gun. Yes. Okay. So I guess I take a little bit back about what I say about the weapons, because I guess the one iconic weapon that is Quake is really known for, it's the rocket launcher, because this was the game that popularized the rocket launcher jump. Okay, I figured you had to do that at some point. There was something yeah. I was trying to get to. I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to rocket jump, but I'm just going to kill myself. So I'm going to yeah. move along. So this is a game that, yeah, many other games, you know, coming forward, you know, has, you know, popularized or, you know, altered a little bit. Like Halo did turned into a grenade jump. You know, uh, Team Fortress actually does the rocket jump. But yeah, this is the game that first started with it. So it's rocket launcher, I guess, is the most iconic I also think it's the most goofiest looking weapon. How were you pushing yeah. me in when we were playing multiplayer? <laughs> Just shooting you. Oh my gosh. I, so yeah, because Andrew <laughs> kept falling into the lava over and over and over again. And I, no I think I did it once. Liz. 
No, I didn't. I didn't. And I only fell in once and he died and I didn't. So he kept pushing me and pushing me, trying to get me to die. And so I was curious how he was doing that because I wasn't, you know, trying to shoot people on my team. And also it didn't help that with the Xbox. I have the Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, you lag like crazy. And then all of a sudden, like elevators will disappear and then come back. And so for me, it was like the added challenge of like having like a punk teammate pushing me. <laughs> Call me punk teammate. Yeah, Don't I did. Worry. Keith avenged you. Playing with <laughs> Keith, I'm sitting there trying to jump on these platforms and Keith just lightning guns and shoves me off the platform into lava. He did that to me a couple of times. That's karma. Uh, I think my favorite one was, I, I don't even know if we had figured it out yet or whatever, but I just straight up pushed you off. You just yeah. weren't paying attention. You were just looking up there and we were on this moving platform. And next thing I knew, Oh, that was you. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought I hit my controller. <laughs> of course it was me. You scumbag. <laughs> oh, it was the greatest. That was that was the most fun I had in this game. Was just pushing Andrew off of things. It was it was really quite quite amusing. I mean, you had your revenge though. There was at least once you shot me midair while I was trying to jump across something. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> we both jumped at the same time and collided midair, and we both fell off the cliff. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I will say this is, I think, the best thing about Quake. If even if you're someone you know, even if you're a young gamer, this is actually something I would recommend. If you have some friends to play with, because this game does couch co-op as well. This game offers co-op, so you can play all the campaign, all the levels together. And there's also deathmatch multiplayer. And I think the multiplayer in Quake is still a lot of fun. It's it's very basic and everything, but it I still was having a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with deathmatch and a lot of fun with uh, the co-op campaign i was not having fun with deathmatch <laughs> oh my god we played Wait, one match Keith was so salty is that just like it's... 1v1 no yeah that's well, the one started, we were playing where we're shooting each other yeah it's one oh, oh, oh gotcha yeah but we we're playing this one map that there was just space mirrors everywhere and we just kept falling off constantly. no you kept falling off i was doing well <laughs> every time i shot andrew and he fell off he fell into a space portal that brought him back onto one of the floating space mirrors <laughs> But you and would fall off and die. And then, yeah, I would I would shoot him and then jump off. Or the worst part was the few times that I would shoot you and you'd fall off and I wouldn't even get a kill for it. It would just count it as a, a, a suicide kill on yeah. yours. It's like, this is disappointing. So I was not amused. Not a fan of the multiplayer. No. Although we had our, we had our two heroes there. That just ran oh, yeah. to the end of the map every single time, but always waited for us. It's, yeah, had, it, 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 it doesn't matter who's hosting the game. Anyone who gets to the end of the map can just do it. And then we had these two random people join us, and they would just sprint through, kill everything, find every secret. And well, we were just stumbling around trying to figure out where to go. <laughs> pushing each other <laughs> off of ledges. And I think there was one time they were actually just standing there at the end watching us push each other off yep. of things. <laughs> until finally one of us stumbled across the finish line and just ended it. <laughs> so so if you're out there and and it was you i guess somehow uh, that was pretty funny I, I i appreciate your commitment to helping us get through as we, as we more killed each other than kill the enemies they sound very polite i, th- I think so i, I don't know they i were. just i really hope they, they, they made a couple comments when we would go into the traps and they would type in dead meat as we'd slowly get crushed by the walls <laughs> <laughs> so they were supportive yeah. yeah they were they were all about us they were friendly one more thing that I want to mention with uh, gameplay is how lame the boss fight, I'll call it, is. The final boss fight? And I think it's so funny it's pretty anticlimactic. that Andrew warned me, like, oh, this is what you got to do. And I, like, panicked, hit the button. <laughs> but for me, I that was the most dis- – I hate boss fights. So I guess I kind of liked it. <laughs> but at the same time, I was really disappointed. I mean, in the later expansions, you legitimately fight a boss, so – I guess they correct it later on. Oh, so it's not a spoiler to say that you don't actually fight him? I guess. He kind of just sits there and you fight his minions and then you you teleport in him and you win. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can really spoil a game from, what, 1996? Yeah. I guess that's true. At this point, you, you've had plenty of time. And either way, that's not like a story spoiler alert. Yeah. I think you're but good I, without spoiling anything. But yeah, I had, to, I had to look it up. I was getting frustrated in the final boss because I was trying to figure it out. And then I was like, what is going on? I was like, clearly this ball is doing something. And then finally I looked up. They're like, oh, I just teleported to the boss. Like, okay. And then I was like, that's kind of lame, but whatever. So Keith, was there anything you enjoyed single player wise playing this game? 
I can't think of anything. I I didn't hate every single second of it. I was just doing it. it. Just, like it just felt old. Yeah, it just. Again, I I, I know I already said it, but. It, I'm, you know, I want to feel nostalgic about Goldeneye, but I think at this point I just go, that was a lot of fun. And I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to have the fun I had while I had it. But I just don't want to play it. It's it's 2021, and there's – honestly, there's twenty or 2010 games that I'm like, I'd rather play that. There's just – there's so much more to be offered now. So unless you really want the experience of like what was some of the earliest games, like I'd call it a history project if it was before your time of, of gaming – be it you know because of your age or just from when you started playing whatever it may be if you if you want to go back and play it for that but otherwise honestly i just i don't think there's any good reason to go pick this up like See, just I've, to play it i i think there's a lot of newer games that i i really disliked yeah and this one sure. i actually I'm not saying feel that like all good games are or all new games no, are good games i know but. but like for me like i found myself enjoying it this week and i think for me and this is like i have no nostalgia with it i didn't play it i think it's just really relaxing for me yeah because this is like i this has been a stressful week and i when i was playing it i felt so relaxed and just like zenned out and um, if I made the difficulty hard, it probably would have been like a little bit more frustrating. But even like some of the enemies I thought were annoying, I didn't get super frustrated with it. Um, and so for me, like that's why I, I don't know why I like this game so much. I, I don't think it's got like everything going for it. <laughs> See, I didn't find the controls relaxing in any way. Like, again, I wasn't hyper tense the whole time I was playing it, but just the, they're so loose and fast that. I was like, ugh, this is I'm just back and forth, back and forth. And I just, I don't know. I felt yeah. I was kind of all over the place with the controls. I'm not a good first-person shooter by nature. Like, that's 100% part of it. But I just, I didn't like the way the controls were played on this. You know what? I actually will agree with you on this, Keith. I mean, obviously, this game came out in 96. You know, consoles really weren't much of a thing. So this game was built for keyboard and mouse. So it obviously has just now been ported over to controller. And there is like an, it does say aim assist, but I don't. I didn't really feel an aim assist going on at all. Oh, I definitely felt it. I, did? I, I didn't touch any of the uh, things at the beginning, the modifications. And I actually saw when like enemies were super far away, it would ping it even if it was like like a centimeter or two away. I, I, I think it worked. Oh, see, I, I didn't notice too much of it. Uh, for me, though, this game obviously is on Game Pass PC as well. I highly recommend you play it on Game Pass PC. You know, I thought it was fine with the controller. Like if you don't have... PC option control is perfectly fine, but just to actually play the way the game was meant to be played, I thought it was so much more fun on the console uh, or the PC. And there's also another reason why you should play it on PC, which we'll get into later. Um, but I, for me, for this being like the first first person shooter, like major one, I there's a lot that actually still really impresses me with this game. I actually think the AI is pretty competent. Like they're not something you know, super intelligent. But I mean, when you're talking, as Keith's saying like GoldenEye, if you play those games, the AI is dumb as bricks. But in this one, like enemies will actually like, you know, push forward on you and try to like, you know, encroach on your area that you're going a bit. And there's also friendly fire. You know, if an enemy gets hit by another enemy, they get pissed off at their friend and they start fighting each other. Like that's actually pretty impressive for, you know, a game that came out in 96. It's cool too that like when I was playing on the easy mode, they really didn't follow me too much. And it wasn't until I went into normal that I noticed that the enemies would actually follow me. They would jump across ledges and stuff. So for me, I also thought that it was cool that they implemented it in a way that helped with the easy normal hard. See, I kind of just felt like they they sort of uh, like zigzag towards you. That's all they really did. It was just kind of this like left, right, left, right. And and I, I get it. It's time and, and age and all that. But I don't know. I didn't think they were overly intelligent. I don't think I noticed them attacking each other. So I, I will say that's a really cool feature to be able to have implemented back in that time. But outside of that, I don't know. I just kind of just either sprinted right at you or just zigzagged at you. I saw them fighting each other once, and then I asked Andrew about it. I'm like, are they fighting each other? Well, <laughs> it was the scorpion. Yeah. But, I mean, well, there's an achievement to have, you know, an enemy kill another enemy. So, like... Oh, I did have that achievement. Happen. Yeah, there's an achievement based on this to have them kind of fight each other. Uh, I also think Keith didn't like the graphics. I'm trying to think <laughs> of things that Keith might have liked about the game. No, well... Again, I I don't know. I If we're going to go towards graphics, I'll just jump right in, and, I, and I'm going to say... 
Yeah, they that was all, a transition. <laughs> they were they were all right for for where they came from, I guess. I don't know. Like, I want to look at this game from a, well, it was made back in 1996. And to be fair, yeah, back in 1996, those graphics were awesome. I would have liked them to have touched it up a little bit. And, and the fact that they didn't, I don't care. I don't think it took away from it. It just didn't add anything for me. But they were really good for 1996. Like you said, they had like 3D elements to it. Everything wasn't just flat and blocky. Yeah. I, I mean, overall, I think the graphics are like this remastered version, it looks pretty nice. It's really kind of crisp and clean looking. It's still very much, it's original graphics, but I do love, you know, the improved frame rate and just the smoothness of like the kind of extra polygons they threw on the gun and the character models. It does look just so much cleaner because when you look at, you know, original version, it's pretty blocky and, you know, obviously it's its time, but, you know, I, I think the graphics overall like aren't too bad. My biggest complaint though with the graphics, when you're playing the base game of Quake, you are walking through a lot of the same hallways and that kind of got a little frustrating. I always loved whenever you start an episode, they give you like a space level. And I thought the space levels were the coolest. I thought the enemies were fun. The design of it was cool. And I loved it. And as you're playing the expansions, like the second expansion is almost, is like all space like themed. And I am having a ton of fun with that one. That one really does so much more with the graphics. And then as Liz was saying earlier, there's a newer expansion called dimensions of the machine. And it's actually, it just came out. It's like a brand new one for this remake. And it's done by Machine Games. I don't know if you guys remember that studio. We played a game from them. No? Uh, what, what game? They did uh, the new Wolfenstein. Oh. The people of the new Wolfenstein. I didn't like that game either, did I? <laughs> I it had know. a story, Keith. So probably I it, so no. I think it had a deep story, too. Yeah, a little bit. I that one. But you could definitely tell, like, it still very much feels like Quake, but you can tell, like, this is a modern studio that made these maps because, as Liz was saying, like, you know, they had, like, destructed buildings. Like, there's actually just more things in the map. When you're playing original Quake, it's a lot of just open emptiness. But, yeah, playing Dimensions of the Machine, there's definitely a lot more detail in a lot of the structures and stuff. And I think they did a fantastic job. I think Dimensions of the Machine is a fun expansion. Yeah, the, the entire map just kind of looked like, like smoothed out Minecraft. <laughs> actually that's, that's a good description done by like a highly competent 10 to 12 year old someone who hasn't put in like <laughs> thousands and thousands of hours but it's like really really good at it <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that far but okay i don't know that's, just, that's how i'm gonna describe it but i also wanted to ask you guys did you guys pick up the hint as to who made the soundtrack for the quake nickelback uh actually i do know this nine inch nails Yes, which I think is so weird. Huh. I I guess I didn't really think about it. I I meant to look up because I noticed on, obviously, all the nail boxes, it's got the Nine Inch Nails. Logo on it, yeah. And I was like, oh, there must be some weird connection to that. I should look that up. And then I didn't. So thanks for reminding me, Andrew. (laughs) Well, I I know who Nine Inch Nails are. Like, I know I know their music, but I can't think of a song off the top of my head. I think you could. Can you think of one and tell me? Yeah. Uh, Don't Bite the Hand That Feeds. Yeah, but you gotta sing it. Uh, oh, jeez, I don't know. Um, don't bite the I'm, hand that feeds. It's all right. I just, I just sang an example. You got one. <laughs> okay. I even know the song. I know goes. who they are now. Okay, thank you. I guys. don't even know if that's the name of the song, but yeah. But I, I, well, honestly, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know Nine Inch Nails was a band in '96 because I mean, Grant, I was too young. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like when they were popular. Oh, it's very possible. That, but that I, was like, I, I was like my brother and your sister age music. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, no, my sister was very much into like boys for men, or boys to men, boys for <laughs> men, boys to men, and uh, wow, okay, and sync. That's she was a, a, a different. My sister who, was too. Who doesn't love boys to men though? Like, <laughs> what about boys for men? Uh, no. Are they still together? Are they still no touring? Uh, no, I think they are. I think boys to men is still doing their thing. All the four-year-old women name to like men now or something like that. Something what? stupid. Yeah, I thought they changed their name. No, Man. I don't think they did. Oh, they're just men now is what they're called. <laughs> just men. <laughs> no, yeah, they're just boys to men still because that's just who the four of them are. That's That didn't change. They just got old. I, I'm happy with them boy, being boys to men. sync. you know what? Oh, I got them. They were talented musicians, artists. I don't know if they played music, but they sang and they danced real good. I think you called them artists. You know. So you, like, you liked NSYNC over content. Backstreet Boys? 
I think as a whole, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love I Want It That Way? I feel way? like that most like, men liked In Sync more. I'm assuming it's a Justin Timberlake thing, maybe. Oh, Justin but. Timberlake. Don't get me started. I think it's Backstreet Boys. All this the way. is like you're talking like Brad Pitt. I went to an Insane concert and it was me. good. And Justin Timberlake's like number two. If we're talking about Wait, celebrity what's crushes, what's number two? My celebrity crushes, and you know, it's that's a callback from another episode, Liz. I don't know if you remember. No, I didn't hear who your celebrity crushes were. One and two. Oh, Brad Pitt number one. I already said that. In oh a, yeah, yeah. On you twelve did. minutes. So if you if you want to go back and hear more about my thoughts on Brad Pitt, go back go back to twelve minutes and listen to that, and then. Uh, Justin Timberlake, easy. He, he can do everything. He can sing. He can dance. He can act. He's we have very different tastes. <laughs> and he's I feel also like I should delete all of this from this episode. He's also just a beautiful man. This is getting Any. weird. I hey, I can I say this now. It. I'm married. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man, you're making a podcast official now. That <laughs> is <Your> marriage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, get back on track. <laughs> what did you guys think of the music soundtrack? I'm glad Insync didn't do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, obviously, your shit was Backstreet Boys. Um, I thought it was all right. The grunting kind of got annoying. A um, bit. It, it wasn't annoying, but I just thought it was very weirdly aggressive. <laughs> and I hate it. Like, it annoyed me when I would, like, stumble over, like, a twig. And I would just, you know, it would be the worst thing in the world for my character. Uh, Music-wise, I vaguely remember it. I don't know. Nope, because there's no music. Okay, then there. there's no like, there's no noise at the beginning. Not really. Okay, there's noises. So at even, the beginning, even Nine Inch Nails says they did not create a soundtrack. They created a just like an atmosphere sound. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, which I feel like could be seen as. Oh, music. okay. There's a yeah main <laughs> menu song is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me there's no music in it. <laughs> you were confusing me as to what you were describing. Oh, okay. But yeah, when you're playing through the levels, it's a lot of just like ambient noise that you're hearing in the background and i actually think it fits very well it does kind of it does create a very creepy vibe i guess (laughs) i didn't hate it i know that i i didn't really notice anything i was just i was just trying to get through levels (laughs) keith really just you just i was i was not feeling it i couldn't i could not get excited to play this game at any achievements weren't good either so no sense of asking. Uh, I disagree there. A- really? Achievements. This is one hundred percent a game for achievement hunters. Mark this, this down, why, Javier. Take so a thousand off I the said, score. Will you stop interrupting me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so this is why I said this. Also, another reason why this game is great to play on PC because on PC you can do console cheats, and they do not disqualify achievements. So there's a lot of achievements with just like beating an episode or beating the game on Nightmare. You can literally just type in God mode, turn on clip mode, and just fly through the map. And there you go. You got the achievement. But uh, besides cheating, I mean, I wasn't like, what if I beat a game and I don't have like a certain amount of achievements? I just feel cheated, you know? <laughs> uh, so for me, I, I it's was It's ironic because kind of I literally cheated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not cheating if it gives me the achievement. I mean, they programmed it that way. I, I will say, though, you okay, you can still do console cheats on the console because you can use a keyboard on the Xbox. So if you just plug in a keyboard in your Xbox, you can type in and do the console treats. Well, question. Can you cross-play multiplayer on this? You can. All the um, randos we were playing with were playing on PC. I didn't even think of that. They probably just had all of the cheats turned on and they were just flying through the level doing whatever oh, they want. I don't know. No, because they were still dying. Were they? Yeah, yeah they were if, still getting crushed every once in a while. Yeah, I figure you could still get crushed and maybe like fall off into lava or like off of cliffs or something. I mean, isn't that literally then not the definition of God mode? I mean, if you fall off a cliff, what are you going to do? Just run around at the bottom of a bottomless pit because you can't yeah. die? You could turn on fly mode. If you're cheating, you're already flying. Do that. Maybe they didn't want to turn on fly mode. Maybe they <laughs> wanted to live a little bit on the edge, Andrew. Keith, they weren't, they weren't using cheats. <laughs> I think I'm they were sorry. using cheats. Okay. But yeah, so the achievements... Okay, I agree with you, Liz. If you are trying to play this legit, yeah, it's, they're not fun achievements. Uh, there is one thing also, too, if you are playing console and you are trying to do the achievements legit, I will say the achievements suck. I will, I will straight up say, because this game straight up slaps you in the face with the achievements because there's an achievement for beating each of the expansions on Nightmare Difficulty, and they're worth 86 points. They're, oh, they're, yeah. not the even five? No. So... If you're, if you, so basically, if you get one of the achievements to beat a nightmare, you're kind of forced to do all of them, or you're gonna have the odd number 
achievement score, which is why really... I still don't get why they do that. Um, all right, I also wanted to bring up too the difficulty. So normally there's easy, normal, hard, but every episode there's a secret nightmare difficulty. And I remember I read an article saying that you know they hid the nightmare difficulty because it was so hard that you know they didn't want people to accidentally select it. And I was just like, that sounds very pretentious. So I tried Nightmare Difficulty, and I agree. I think it's very pretentious. I didn't think it was it – was, it's hard, but it's not like, oh, this was so hard. Also, how game. stupid do they think gamers are? I know it was in 96, but they're like, oh, these gamers are probably so stupid. They don't know what like they're going into. Even though it clearly says Nightmare, and as you're walking up to the gate, this is Nightmare Difficulty. Oh, in all fairness, I did – like I was confused with like where the easy, normal hardware at the beginning, but it tells you when, you, when you're walking in. Yeah. But yeah, that's like – if someone just like goes in nightmare. Oh, this is hard. I'm not gonna play it. Like that doesn't. I don't know. That's lame. I mean, I will say it's it's cool. I think it's it is just kind of cool that you kind of have to do like a secret code and everything to kind of find. You know, it is. But like, if they said like, oh, it's just a cool feature we did. Yeah, that, that would have been. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. But the fact that I read an article where they're like, we're afraid someone's gonna select it by accident. And I was like, nah, that's pretentious. That's dumb. Yes, I agree. It is. I do. I do agree, though, also that I think it's kind of cool that they hide it. It's yeah, it, it's more of like, a hey, if you're really into this game and you're looking to add on a challenge, dig a little deeper and you'll find it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things of like, you know, early Internet, early PC of like, you know, you had to go to forum boards and stuff like that to to share cheats and to kind of give tips and hints. It's not like, you know. 96 didn't have like the modern internet where you could just Google something and boom, here it is. So it was kind of just like a cool fan service thing. And I, I thought that's fun. And it's, it's definitely kind of a cool nostalgia thing, but yeah. So I don't know. I think we talked enough about, you know, random boy bands. Let's get into our final thoughts here. I guess I'll go first since I let you guys do the gamer pass first. Uh, so for me, as I say with quake, you know, being an older gamer, I always heard of Quake, you know, I was way too young at the time. There was no way my parents were going to let me play this game and, you know, couldn't afford a PC for this. But playing it now, I think it's a lot of fun to take a trip down memory lane and, you know, see how things were back then. And I, there's I, some things in this game I think hold up. I think it's a lot of fun. I had a lot more fun with it on PC than I did on console. But I think it is just kind of a fun, relaxing time. It is just very difficult to program your brain to remember to save. I will say there is a level select, so if you do end up, you know, dying and going back a level, you can do a level select. But yeah, there's just some mechanics of it that you just gotta program your brain to remember. This is how they did it back then. I gotta do it this way. Wait, so it doesn't matter if you already beat the game or not. You can pick any level. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you get the achievement for beating everything by just jumping to the final level? So from what I read on forums, no. Uh, it sounds like some achievements, I don't know if it's a bug, but yeah, if you jump to the final boss and beat the final boss, I don't think it quite works. But if you enter the cheat code to jump levels, then it works. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's another little caveat if you're playing this game as well. Neat. But yeah, so anyway, back to my score. Yeah, I think the graphics, uh, is this remastered, not, not even, you know, touch-up version, I guess is the best way to describe it. I think it looks nice. I really enjoyed... You know, this new expansion that they came out, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, the maps were a lot more interesting, and they also had some crazier battles because, you know, Quake being an older game, like, there's not a ton of monsters on the screen, but with this new expansion, there was a couple fights that were good 15 monsters charging us, and it was pretty hectic fun. I think this is a lot of fun, too, if you have uh, a buddy or two to play with. You know, you can do couch co-op, you can do online, cross-play. It's, it is a fun. I, I think it's a lot of fun playing Deathmatch or co-op. So you might want to check it out. I think I'm just going to give it... I don't. It's really hard to rate a game from 96. I think I'm just going to give it an 80. I don't know. An 80 seems very solid to me. It's. I had fun with it. had my faults with it, but I enjoyed my time with it. I'll jump in. I'll, I'll go because Liz needs to do her bit. And <laughs> so I'm going to... Again, you're right. It's hard to rate a game from 96. If I'm sure if you put me back... 20 years ago, 22 years ago, I would have a much different opinion of, of Quake. Can I guess your score at the end? Sure. Okay. So I I don't know. You just threw off my you threw off my whole thing. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm sure I would have a much different score. But I'm not rating it then. I'm rating it now. And and the thing is is that your Andrew's right. His game is most fun to be played when you have some friends, whether it's online. I guess couch co-op. I just, I've never liked couch co-op. I've, that's been one of the 
th- best things about online play. But, you know, if you have some friends to play with, it is most fun. But honestly, don't go out of your way for it. There's plenty of other online multiplayer games that you can play that are just as fun. And I don't know, just do those ones, I think. Unless you really want to play Quake. If you really want to play Quake, then play it. Because it is a great throwback and nostalgia and all that. So a score for me is going to be... Is it 64? Oh, I was going to guess 59. Oh, dang. Because 69 is nice. No, it's like I, 10 I mean, to do 64 because it's too old. <laughs> Based kinda, on Nintendo 64. I kind of like that. No, that, I wasn't going to go with that. Um, I mean, I was going to just say 67. <laughs> I don't know. Right, so I was, I, was, I was close. I just I I don't know. It's it's ample. It's fine. I just it's I ample. I, I couldn't I couldn't be bothered, and I don't want to play any more of it. I feel like my score is low now, but I don't mean it in a negative way. I'm gonna give it a seventy because I thought it was a good, fun, relaxing game. But I mean, I wasn't blown away by graphics, by like a lot of things. It was just. It's nice. Yeah, it, it, this game really is just hard to give a review for because it's '96. Like, how do you how do you review a game so old in like modern time? I don't know. I think we're just so jaded. I'm glad that I played it. And looking online, was it on 64? Because Metacritic said it was. Yes. Oh, that's another so, little quick little tidbit too. So since this game actually was so like graphically advanced, quote unquote. I mean, for its time it was. There was no port until it, Nintendo 64. And so they actually created a port in the Nintendo 64 and like they actually added some new music um, and they had to change some things. Like I still don't think it was able to like fully match the graphics for, you know, the PC version. But uh, when you boot up this version of Quake, you there's an add on section. And you can actually download the Nintendo 64 pack and play the game in Nintendo 64 style, which I thought was actually kind of cool. That is cool. And is it free? Yes, it's free. Oh, that's kind of cool. You reminded me. And looking at Metacritic. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Um, N64 was 74 and 7 for critics and users, but there's not enough data for now TBD for Series X for uh, critics, but 90, 90-ish is where like the, the reviews are now, 80 to 90. But a lot of these are on the nostalgia train. Um, I haven't seen any reviews for people who have never played Quake before, so that skews it a bit. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention real quick, the time to beat, you're looking about five and a half hours for the main game. And if you're doing all the expansions, it clocked in about nine and a half hours. So not terribly long. But yeah. Uh, and I think that'll about do it for us. So thank you all so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. We love you all. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Angie. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird at 0152. If you have a game suggestion or you just want to say hi, we'd love to hear from you guys. It always makes our day. You can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Game Pass Grabbag, Twitter, GPGBpod. I've been Keith, and I'll be moving on to the next game. <laughs> I'm Liz Noob, gamertag coming on Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob is EW, and I always procrastinate, so Ooh. give me a day or two. <laughs> hey, you I added know. something, Liz. Yeah, she's, she's, what, like 150 episodes in and you're going crazy on us. I like it. Hi, <laughs> right, everyone. Thank you all. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys.